0: You want to know about the first one? It took me a minute to realize he's confessing. Sam Little is the most prolific serial killer in American history. It's mind boggling. He would have never gained that title had the system dealt with him correctly. I don't feel that she was important enough to investigate. He was used to getting away with it and getting away with it. It's shocking. They failed me. They failed every woman after me that was killed. I started reaching out to him to bring justice to these cold cases and restore the names of these victims. He did these drawings for me. I'm determined to help identify them. That's my job. How many women have you killed? I was killing for pleasure. <laughs> I have access to him. So, my deal with the devil is you will not die alone if you tell me the truth. If you weren't locked up, I'd probably be dead by now.
1: Great. I'm doing good. Good morning, Jillian, Joe, Jeff in Las Vegas.
0: Good morning, Jeff in Las Vegas.
1: What's happening in Las Vegas? Uh, Lots of things are happening in Las Vegas. The energy's back, things are reopening, so we're all excited here.
2: Cool.
1: Uh, Well, uh, thank you for talking to me about your new docu-series, uh, Confronting a Serial Killer. And uh, Joe, it's always uh, good to speak to you again and can always count on you to give me some sleepless nights with your documentaries.
2: (laughs) Uh Yes, I guess that's my claim to fame. actually a funny guy my wife says to me why do you always do all this dark stuff you're funny do a comedy so maybe one day i'll, I'll do i'll do something humorous
1: <laughs> well your new docuseries uh, confronting a serial killer on stars jillian you know four decades of murder uh, it's almost like a modern day silence of the lambs uh, tell me about your first encounter with sam little
0: um, my first encounter with sam little was my first time in a men's maximum security facility um I couldn't get through the metal detectors because I had an underwire in my bra. It was a real learning process and certainly the first experience of sitting a foot away from the most prolific serial killer in American history, um, which we didn't know at the point, but um, I certainly suspected that there were many, many more victims than the three for which he had been convicted uh,
1: was scary. How did you hear about this series and become involved with it?
2: Well, um, I had read an article in New York Magazine. Uh, Jillian had written the article. It was it was kind of an excerpt of what her future book was going to be, uh, and the story just gripped me. You know, Jillian's own background as a survivor of of, of sexual assault. Uh, uh, Having herself been almost strangled, well, strangled but not killed, um, survivor of strangulation, and and she was courageous enough to sit down and face to face with this killer of women, the strangler of women, who was unrepentant and denying all of his crimes. He was in he was in a prison in Los Angeles for three LA murders, which he was also denying, uh, and. Jillian uh, just got, got him to open up. And with law enforcement, with FBI, Texas Rangers, and Jillian, uh, the floodgates started to open up and cold cases started to get solved and unidentified Jane Doe's, you know, finally had names put to them. Uh, it, to me, it was a fascinating window into a major failing in our criminal justice system, which is all victims are not treated equally. Um, you know, victims of, victims from marginalized communities, women of color, uh, uh, women in general, uh, women uh, who may have uh, drug addiction problems or who are sex workers, when, when their bodies are found, uh, you know, af- after a violent crime uh, of homicide, uh, it's just not taken as seriously as, say, uh, you know, a, a, a white victim at, at some prestigious Northeastern collegiate environment. I mean, you know, God forbid anyone is murdered, obviously, but all victims need to be treated the same. And to me, this was an amazing window into that phenomenon. Uh,
0: transgender victims of color are are perhaps the most marginalized and and historically the least paid attention to by law enforcement. Um, and there were definitely transgender women in in Sam's victims.
1: Well, I, I was going to say, Jillian, you know, 93 murders, he confessed to Samuel Little. And this was a race against the clock because in the end, it's all about closure for the victims.
0: Well, I think that closure is a funny word. Um, and uh, I, I say, I think in the documentary, you know, that closure is a word for other people. Um, rather than for people who have been directly impacted by violence, but, um, I, you know, I do think that there are answers and for me, that's essential. And for many of the families of Sam Little's victims with whom I'm in touch, um, that has been essential. Um, so I like to think of it as answers more than closure.
1: And Joe, in your career, you've tackled such serious subjects. Where does this rank? Where does this story fit in?
2: Um, You know, I I try not to pick favorites among my babies. (laughs) Um, I think all of of the criminal justice stuff, you know, for me, there was an important reason to tell the story. Paradise Lost, terrible wrongful conviction. We spent two decades and three films on that case, and ultimately the West Memphis Three were let out of prison. Uh, you know, So all, all of these issues are important, but what's I think um, special about this project in particular is that we are right now in a profound moment of cultural awakening. You know, The Me Too movement, Time's Up, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, all gained significant traction, particularly Black Lives Matter, the combination of the horrible George Floyd murder um, happening during a time of lockdown, I think just kind of was the wake up call for a lot of white people in this country, uh, which I'm included, um, you know, to really emotionally understand what we intellectually know in the back of our minds that there's just two very different worlds of law enforcement and again, you know there's a lot of great cops great prosecutors people who really care it's hard to paint one broad brush and say everyone is bad in law enforcement the opposite is true and you know but you know part of this cultural awakening uh also applies to victims of crime and that's what i hope this documentary raises that while we're in this moment of recognizing there are inherent biases. In many aspects of our society, it includes how we treat victims, and it's not just a casual uh, impact when we ignore uh, victims, any victim of crime, because there's a ripple effect. There's a generational impact on families who feel like nobody cared to solve the murder of their loved one. That has that has a ripple effect, and frankly, it has a ripple effect in allowing these killers to flourish. I mean, this is somebody who. Should have been brought to justice decades ago. Could have been brought to justice decades ago, and because he was not, uh, the 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 pain and suffering over a forty-year period is unimaginable.
1: Well, uh, the series is series is called "Confronting a Serial Killer on Stars." Jillian, I think you're just extremely brave. I have great admiration for you, and uh, and Joe, what a fascinating documentary. Thank you so much for both of you joining me today, and good luck with the series.
2: Thanks for having us. Much appreciated.